Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Keep 100% of your claim cheap for claims. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim cheap for claims.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Thursday night's edition of the Bears Corner. We're back. I'm back. You have been back. I'm back. Um, feels good to be back. No much has happened since I've been away. No. <laughs> you know, I've only lost the manager. Um, <laughs> well, appointed a new one. Fucked off Aberdeen. Fucked off um, Cyprus's version of um, Cambuslang Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> so... Good evening to everybody, uh, and before I start, I just want to say thank you very much to you for claims and Company Swiss for all the support of the show, the podcast. Um, going to the chat, I feel as though I've been left in sole control tonight. Usually these two help me, but we've done things a wee bit differently, signed in a new thing, so I've got complete control of the comments this evening. <laughs> so if nobody gets their comment read out, it's my fault. <laughs> Blame me, not one of the two. Um how are we doing, policies? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, just getting on. By just make sure I'm off mute because I didn't do that earlier. I was chatting away, wasn't I? Um, oh. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's another day. It's another dollar in the bank from work. Um, another day still waiting for a fucking Rangers manager to be announced. You know, as long as take the time and get it right, we'll get to that later. Correct. Teo, how are you, my friend? <clears throat> Good, mate, good. I'm having to use my phone again because, um, you know, being an IT geek and all, I can't figure out how to get StreamYard working properly on my, on my computer. But, um, yes, mate, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back. I, I, missed, I missed the last one. Um, I watched as as Mr. At Seas had a, had a cracking rant again as well. Good to see. Um, but, yes, mate, good to be back. Excited again, mate, but, you know, once bitten, twice shy. Um, and, and, obviously, I haven't really looked too much into this this new managerial race, if I'm being totally honest, but look, it's all the play for at the minute, isn't it, mate? It's exciting again, it's, and I can feel the I can feel the nerves starting to get a wee bit jingly as things start to heat up a wee bit and we get closer to announcing someone. Well, we all know Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. That's just, that's just honestly, that's just that's <laughs> really disturbing. <laughs> AI mate, see AI. <laughs> you can't argue with computer technology science stuff, you know what I mean? That's what it's at now. Um let's just go to some of the comments before we get started. David. Well, we'll go to CRS first because he says first, just like Rangers will be first come the end of the season. Keep the faith with other people. You are really, really well done, mate. I love it. I love that. <clears throat> Good evening. Um evening. I know we had a wee bit of delay. We were just letting Geo get adjusted. So we're only waiting to hear for the new manager. I think if we're doing that, then probably I'll be good at the rate it's going on. But as Paul says, as long as it's correct, that's all that matters. Um, Gallant Pioneer. Somebody who's vain as fuck. Um, <laughs> Fiona, press the like on him coming to your door. Correct. Well done. Leaving um, <laughs> to you, David. Thursday nights, yes. Still hungover from your honeymoon, Scott. Slightly. Still dying with a cold. I've adjusted to the Menorcan climate and I'm not really adjusted back to the Scottish climate yet. Yes, I am pulling rank. They're not getting back on it. <laughs> um, right. Every podcast, you'll have to do everything yourself and Jay and I just sit back, drink, talk shit and be merry. So how do I put changes, lads? What changes? Fucking ruin you. Uh, we need changes. Um, so, obviously, first time I've been on for a wee while. So, Michael Beale left. You guys 
talked about this last week, when Michael Beale left after the horror show in Cyprus. Since then, we've beat St Myrne. Um, quick kind of debrief on St Myrne, Paul. Anything in that that impressed you? That, that still you're still going, mm, no, need to change I, big time? Well, it does need change big time, really, doesn't it? Let's be frankly honest here. The, the playing plain staff are certainly not up to task. Um, what I will say was... Um, they uh, they were out there and they, I think they, they had a wee bit of a point to prove and they kind of did in many respects. But you know, they played against ten men. Um, some men are some men are a pretty decent team this season and they did at least try um, against us, which is more than can be said for some teams. They, they came at us and even with ten men, they put us under a wee bit of problems. So I don't think I I, I don't it, it's it's it was a three 0 victory, but overall. It was still wasn't a great performance, but it's it, it kind of paper over the, papered over the cracks a wee bit. Just Keo Curry says that we need to get a reality check with a new manager, whoever it is. I know he's been championing uh, Kevin Muscat online, or certainly thinking that that's who it's going to be. Um, if this lot can't up the performance for Davis, little chance anyone will. Squad needs scalped and Dross dropped. The problem I have with the whole thing with Davis, uh, Geo, is and listen, Stephen Davis is a club legend, no doubt about that. Fantastic player, fantastic person. I think maybe the board have thought we put him in place because he knows the squad inside out, so it doesn't take long to get up to grips with that, to get up to speed with that. Maybe he'll get a reaction on them. But my problem is you hand a squad that have single-handedly buried manager after manager to somebody who has zero experience, who's literally trying to get back to be playing... Right, and you you put him up there as the kind of sacrificial lamb, if you like, right? And I know the fans are bright enough to go, no, that you know it's not his fault, and and we are bright enough to do that. But at the same time, I don't think A, it was fair. I don't think B it was appropriate. Um, but I know they had to do something. What's your thoughts on on Davis stepping in there? Because it is harsh. He's never managed. He's never coached. I mean, I. I... David Craig there is just saying this is the longest he's never heard me being quiet. What was that? What was the <laughs> sum coming up for your head there? I don't know. Why would happen there? <laughs> a big thumb came up out of your side of your head in a, in a bubble. Cartoon thumb? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 there you go. Oh, look, look. Let's do that again. There must be something on the phone. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, mate. Look, see, see with regards to the, the, the Davos thing, I thought like a lot of us, he was on a hiding for nothing. He, it seemed to, I can understand why the board done it because essentially who was going to step in, who did we have, who knew the squad, who was on a senior position, you know, who could have actually stepped into the breach and done that. There was nobody really, you know, you couldn't really ask your reserve team manager or any, anyone like that there. But yeah, I think, it, I think it sort of put him up. I think he said, Scott, it sort of put him up almost like a sacrificial lamb because let's be honest, you know, like you'd said, there was there was managers who came before them who weren't getting the tune out of those players, and we're expecting a thirty-eight-year-old essentially player who's coming back from rehab to, to go in and try and get a tune out of them it was never going to happen. As much as we all sort of hoped it would, it, 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 were, it never really was going to happen. I think the reaction what we got from the St. Murrow match was more to do with the players' pride being hurt from being beat by Limassol, as opposed to anything that Devo done. I'm just being honest about it. Devo will probably want to be a fantastic manager. But I think that's where the players actually took that one and went, you know what, we're better than that. We haven't done ourselves justice and now we're going to go back and doing it. So what tells me is that there, there is players in there. They are capable of doing it. But 
obviously, you know, in the likes of Gio and the likes of Michael Beale, they haven't been able to get that out of them. And hopefully whoever comes in next is, able, is going to be able to do that for us. So we'll get to that, right? We'll get to who's coming in next, right? But St Murray and Paul, three goals, clean sheet, Tavernier back amongst the goals, cracking volley, great penalty, which was apparently no doubt about that and a sending yeah. off. Um, I think more importantly for me, Abdelassima seems to continue on this upward trajectory in a, in a Rangers jersey, um, showing that he can bring a lot to the squad. Again, I think if we get, and we'll get to this, but if we get to a manager who can come in and actually set the team up properly and give that guy a, a, a role, you know, and, and a position to play in where he's going to be really, really, you know, comfortable, confident, he can provide for Rangers. Oh, definitely can, yeah. And I think somebody put a stat up that said uh, uh, Ryan Kemp was something like 32 games last season, three goals. Abdullah Seema, you know, six goals, six games, five goals. That's, that starts and you're like, well, you know, that's 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 a pretty decent return from, from a lone player. And I think I think you're right. He's starting to settle down a little bit and he's starting to find his groove. And I think, I, I know we Beal's gone, but one of Beal's last acts was to say to him, just t- just go for it. Just take a shot. You know, you, you're perfectly capable. And he's starting to show that. So I, I think fair play to the boy. But I'll just go back to what, about, about Stephen Davis, if you don't mind. And I, I said this last week as well. Um, the first part is, if the players can't get up for Stephen Davis, one of their mates, then what the fuck? You know what I mean? When they, yeah. when they lost to Aris. What, 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 do you know what I mean? That, that's wholly unprofessional. And they've not let themselves down, the fans down. But they've, let, they've let their mate down. And also yeah. on the thing with Stephen Davis is he was never ever going to. People say, no, Davis has come in. Maybe he dro- might drop the. the, the uh, no, no. Because at the end of the day, he's still a player. He's wanting to get back to playing. He's going to have to go sit in the same dressing room with them and train with them again. So he's not going to upset the uppercut. That's nothing against Stephen Davis. As you say, he's put in an impossible position in many respects. He had he took it on. I'm sure he was very, very honoured to do so. But I think he'd be glad to hand the reins back off now uh, to whoever's coming in and just let it go from there. But no, you're right. It was a it was a clean sheet, and Abdullah Seema is uh, starting to starting to come through. I think him, Jack Butland and Seema are the only uh, shining lights so far. What has been a pretty miserable start to the season. Gallant Pioneer says, if you get a new camera, it's going to put a lot better. No, Snags, he's helped us a wee bit, and that's all we'll say. Um, so, and I've had a glow-up. Okay, well, probably not a glow-up to the film. Here, that's I, horrible but, still, probably, with this. I've got a wee one for, for us, and a bit, essentially the guys in the comments. Do you, do you think, after Davis obviously stepping into the breach now, it'd be worth maybe having him on the coaching team for a, for a form of succession plan? And I've seen some comments are about the likes of Kevin Thompson, and I think we've all been championing Kevin Thompson in some capacity in that first team. But if if, if Stephen Davis have any has any long term aspirations to be a manager, do you think it's worth having him involved in this coaching this new coaching setup? Whoever we bring in, well, well why don't we park that right? And when we talk yeah. about the two, obviously the outstanding candidates, if you like, that are going to be taking over, we see then if there is a place in either one of them for someone like Stephen Davis, right, on their coaching staff. Here's a blast for the past. Evening sexies get the ball boys in the door. Philip Clementine and Phil Mitchell here for 56. And that's, of course, Callum. <laughs> if he's able to fucking comment, he's able to be sitting here, by the way. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just just, just because he sits in that area of London that has shite internet <laughs> and there's always police cars screaming past his house or motorbikes when he's got his window open right next to him, it doesn't excuse you. Get your ass on here. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, 3-0-1, moved on. <clears throat> Davis seems to know that was his last game in charge. The club 
have blocked off this week for interviews and everything to do with the search for the 19th manager in Rangers history. It looks like it's coming down to two. It looks like it's coming down to Kevin Muscat, former Rangers player, treble winner, of course, or Philippe Clément, uh, Belgian, won three league titles in Belgium. Um, most recently was, was manager of Monaco, sacked from there. Multiple things happened, though, that, that you know, that led to that. Um, but I'm looking at my inbox. Look. I'm looking at my inbox. I just, I just, I just sent a message in the chat earlier. Right, send him a, send him a link. Let's let's put a wee poll out here. We'll take the first five or six people that that can comment to this. Do we send Callum a link or do we just <laughs> leave him hanging? Callum, your fate is now in their hands. Okay. <laughs> um, let's start first with Kevin Muscat. Right. Pros, I think. Going by a lot of reports, is his style of play? Is his, um, you know, he's attacking intent. It's gung ho. He wants to go. Um, Lenny saying link sent, please. Saying so she's asked, please. We better do it. Um, <laughs> he's <laughs> his ability to to control possession, I suppose, or his team's ability <laughs> to control possession. They play with pace. They go attacking. Um, Paul. I know we've not seen a lot of Kevin Muscat's teams given, you know, the play in Japan and Australia outside the world for us. But Speak for yourself. I follow the <laughs> league very closely. But going by what happened with you-know-who across the road um, and, and their close link and relationship, something must have rubbed off. Now, I'm not saying Rangers should go down that route to try and replicate what they did. I don't think we can look like that. I don't think we can afford to look like that. I think we need to take the best candidate for the for the job. So we'll go Muscat first. We'll talk about Muscat a wee bit, and then we'll move on to the a Philip Clement. What's your first impressions of Muscat, Potsies, as a manager, in terms of what he's won, the style of play that we've only read about, let's face it, mm-hmm. and obviously everything that goes around Kevin Muscat as the manager? Well, he comes across as very... Uh, he's got a very attack-minded style of football, um, very, very aggressive. He wants his players to be on the front foot the whole time, Um but possession with it, you know, he is from what I've seen, his philosophy is the best form of defense is attack. You know, you defend from the front, which is something we haven't done for quite a while now. So, I, I think he's his record kind of speaks for itself in the fact that he's won championships, um, in, in two separate countries. Um, and, and he's performed pretty well. And 4 3 3 is a system that we know and our players know, however, he is very aggressive in that style. This is I'm only going with what I've read and sort of and picked off a little bit. So he's very aggressive in that style, and it's it's very high tempo. And whilst that sounds exciting, and that's the kind of football I want to see: high pressing, high tempo, good possession, taking chances very quickly when you can. We don't have the playing staff for that. But then again, we need to rebuild anyway after the last rebuild. We need to, we need to rebuild on the rebuild that was the rebuild of the rebuild of the rebuild. If that makes sense. So the rebuild's not worked. The rebuild's not worked. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I, I'm, I'm, Jury's out. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. No, they haven't worked. So, I think we are going to have to go through a rebuild of what, what, what we, whatever happens. Um, but I agree with you. To circle back, we just want the best candidate. 
I'll also, I'm saving, I don't know how true it is that Muscat is not available until almost Christmas. Lies. Kevin Muscat will drop Japan right now if they offer them the job. They'll drop Japan right now? Yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long way to drop, man. <laughs> right now, if Rangers phone him right now and say, do you want to become the 19th manager of Rangers Football Club? He will not turn around and say, I'll wait until I've won the league or the league's finished. He will come. Quick, quick as a flash. Quick right. as a flash. 21, yes. hours, 21 hours later, he'll be here. Yes, correct. He'll be here by the time you wake up tomorrow. That's not 21 hours, mate. Depends what kind of sleep you have. Geo. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Muscat. Again, all we can go on is, is obviously won the J League. Two two titles, I think it was, in Australia. What I want to to kind of put in front of you here is Blue Jay has said his Muscat not just took over winning teams that Ange previously managed and left. Actually, if you look at the records, no. Ange certainly had a hand in building those teams, yes. Mm. But if you look at it, Muscat's kind of taken that, you know, evolved the team, if you like, at both both the jobs where he's took over from him. I think that's unfair on Kevin Muscat, whether he becomes a Rangers manager or not. I think it's unfair on Kevin Muscat to say that the reason why he is linked to a job like this and the reason why he's won these things is because somebody else before him's done the groundwork. Nonsense. Because if that was the case, Stephen Gerrard won the league title by 25 points in 2021 left the club, relatively the same squad, which we all complained about. But that squad was still the best squad in the country at the time. Should it not just have been easy then for Gio just to follow suit and win the title? Look, absolutely, mate. I'll be be totally honest with you. I have not got on the hype train of either manager at all. I haven't gone and looked at that. I haven't gone and looked at formations or styles of play. I haven't gone and looked at anything like that later from being Sorry, uh, it's like Callum Lucy. I cannot be tiny covered. I know. That's what I was saying. Lucy's in a photo. Lucy's in a photo booth and forgot to wind the seat up. <laughs> no, no, I muted him there because it sounds like he's in an airplane toilet. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just taking off. So, so Callum, Callum's obviously joined the podcast now, and we'll get to Callum in a wee second. But sorry, Jill, on you go, finish. No, but so genuinely, mate, I think. You know, I think the B, I, th- I think after the likes of John Brown course, and I think after Michael B, who might have been good coaches, this, this is where I'm coming from. They might have been good coaches. What I think we're, we necessarily need in a manager is yes, we need systems and formations and styles of play on a good coach, but we need a leader. We need a figurehead. We need a strong winning mentality. And that's that's the that's the blend. That's the mix that I think we need to get out of either Clement or Kevin Muscat. I don't care which one of them brings it, but I think we need that that air of authority more than anything, because it's all right. Michael B will probably go on and be a good manager of a lesser team. Giovanni van Bronckhorst has obviously done it at lesser teams, but the thing is, to get our, to be manager of Rangers, you need a different mix to you. You need a different blend. So. You know, it's all right having systems and styles and things like that there. But, you know, we all live through Walter Smith's teams. And, and you know, let's be totally honest, some of, some of the times we watched that Rangers teams play, it was horrendous, but he still won games at the end of the day. He still won trophies at the end of the day. And I think that's what we need more than anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, I, again, honestly, I don't know uh, anything about Kevin Muscat, the styles of play and things. And I think 
I think some journalists have, have made it quite lazy to go, oh, well, he's just followed Ange Postacoglu and, you know, this is Rangers trying to copy the blueprint. I genuinely don't care, mate. See, if he comes in and he has Rangers winning and playing a decent brand of football, I don't care. But, yeah. you know, for me at the minute, I, I think probably looking at the CVs just as an outsider, Philip Clement looks like the one who probably has a better, a bit of a better CV in terms of, of in terms of winning. So I'll come to Callum, right, and I'll hold me up. But thinking, I think it's better now actually. But thinking about about Kevin Muscat, probably something that I would label or level against Michael Beale is that we never had an identity. We never had a playing style. You know, it's easy to criticise players like Dessers and Lammers and Danilo and, you know, whoever else. Raskin, Cantwell, anybody. It's easy to criticise them at the moment. I would like to see them put into a system where they know the position they're going to be playing. You know, there's, there's a chance that they build up a bit of a... I, I don't know, a bit of a bond with the team, if you like. It just seems to me as a Michael Will just chucked all these ingredients into a big pot and hoped that it worked. And it didn't, and he's now sacked. Bringing in somebody like Muscat, again, no for or against, there's at least an identity, there's a style of play in which he has his teams set up and playing. And it will be gung-ho, and in Europe I think we'll get horsed, same way they do every year, because it will be go, 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 and forget about back there, right? Which you could say, given how shite we're at the back, it might be actually quite a good thing, but then again, we're just a shite up front. But... Where do you stand in the Muscat thing? You obviously put in the, the chat there about Philip Clement. I take it that's where you are, and you've been quite vocal in that in the chat as well, that that's, that's where your kind of loyalties lie, I suppose, for the next manager. Aye, so sorry if my, my mic's not so good. I've, I've not got it plugged in, so I'm going with the, the head. That's all right, Matt Aron. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I'm, I'm, I've been a bit of a hooer with the managers because I've been switching sides with whoever seems to be the leading candidate. Just now I'm stuck on on Philippe Clement just because I've 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 seen more about him and I do think there is the one thing that it, I've been struggling with is identity's been thrown about there quite a lot. And if you look at a lot of the podcasts that's out there for Clement, you'll see that, you know, he, he's not actually got a defined style all the time. But that can be sort of a tale of two sides because is it that he doesn't have a style or is it that he's a bit of a jack of all trades, whereas Michael Beale didn't have a, didn't have a style? So um, I'm kind of, I would, I would be happy with either, to be honest. Uh, Musket would come in and, as you said, it would be gung-ho and you'd say forget about back there, but we've fucking forgot about back there this whole season. <laughs> the only difference is we've not been going. <laughs> so here's the, here's the, uh, Definitely, and, and the thing is, we 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 must get as well. It will be exciting if it's him. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably the same as you guys. I'm probably in the the Philip Clement side of things, and just for the reasons that Callum says, I think we need a wee bit of horses for courses approach at times. I don't think you can beat on the stables today. Why? Why have you said the word horses twice in the last <laughs> two minutes? <laughs> He's <laughs> got a little bit of a cough he's been using an inhaler, so he's a little horse. Oh. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Paul, hold on. How <laughs> 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 did you get that? Um, no, I, I, I quite like the whole, right, who are we playing? Right, let's alter. No, no, that we should be thinking about, you know, especially in Scotland, we shouldn't be overcomplicating it. And that's where I worry about Clemmer. 
because Muscat will come in and go, right, that's the way we're playing and that's it. And it'll be attack, attack, attack. I quite like that. It's worked. We've seen it. You need to buy players, as Paul rightly says, to suit that system. Fair enough. If we were going and employing a manager to suit the squad that we have right now, Billy Davies is the answer. <laughs> that, 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 that's, worse, that's worse than McInnes. Because <laughs> it's shite, right? So getting Muscat and you need to allow him. Again, the, the, when Gerard came in, lads, you've got to remember, we had absolute shite players as well. Gerard took a lot of them, made them better, coached them, they became better. Added to it with better players. Okay, some of them outstayed their welcome now, but added to it with better players and ultimately it yielded success. If no trophies, certainly European football would done really well. Um, progression each year. There was progression within the squad each year and eventually it came later in 55 and then we had that cracking uh, European run built with Gerard's squad at the end of the day. Okay, Gio was a mastermind behind it, but Gerard's squad. This new manager's going to need to come in. He can't get rid of every single player in that squad. He's going to have to work with them. He's going to have to work with the majority. He's going to have to try and make them better players, make them buy into his vision. And that's going to be the first hurdle as Rangers manager. If, if he gets that wrong, we're going to be sitting in the exact same position next year, regardless who's there. So that's where we're at, I'm afraid. And Do you know what? What the thing is, though, is that we're actually no in any different position to any other team who sacks their manager. A team that sacks their manager is all always going to need someone to come in and to get the best out of what they've got because that's just football. It does. It happens a lot less often to Rangers than it does to other teams like your, you know, Watfords and things like that down south. But it's we're not in a different sort of. It's not like we're in uncharted territory. And Philip Clement is is probably the the most experienced manager that we've been linked with for a good number of years. So he'll he'll know what he's coming into. Let's not forget that he's got quite a lucrative offer, if the reports are to be believed, from Saudi Arabia. So he's coming in here from what I've read with a view of moving down south in the next couple of years if his, if his European stock rises again. And then you never know after Clement comes in, Musket might not even be off the table. So I think Clement, to me, seems a steady option in the short term to kind of bridge the gap between Michael Beale's football and real football that we actually want to play. I think, you know, I don't think we're in this sort of absolutely god-awful position that no other club has ever been in before because we have been in a position like that before and we still came yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's, it's, it's a window, it's two windows and it can change, do you know what I mean, Paul? So you get towards towards Philip Clement, there's obviously more experience there. He's coached in Europe, he's won three league titles, three consecutive league titles with two different clubs in Belgium. A league that's, and I'm probably doing the Scottish League a wee bit of credit here, a league that's no that far away from our own. He's worked with a big club in there like Bruges that expect to win, um, expect to win the title. He's, he's coached them in the Champions League. He's coached them in Europe in general, right? regardless of the record. Mm. And it attracted a big club like Monaco. Um, now, now, what happened at Monaco happened at Monaco and he lost players and whatever else. And then had in, initial success, lost players, beat PSG twice, I think I read. Yeah. You know, that, that there has to be an element of tactical acumen there to be able to do that. So, Philip Clement, for what you've read so far, you obviously, along with the rest, is that that's probably the favoured candidate amongst us, at least. Maybe not the board, but amongst us. 
What's impressed you most reading up about Philip Clement? I think it's the fact that, as you say, it's, it's a, he's won three three titles on, on the bounce with two different clubs in Belgium. Which is, I'd say that's a, a league that's probably comparable with ours in size and structure. Um, it's his, I would say his experience also within the European market of players and also um, European football. Um, I mean, he took, as you say, took Club Rouge into the Champions League and they won a couple of matches. I think they qualified out of the group. Um, they got into the last 16 uh, and he took Monaco uh, to a better uh, a, a bit better status in Europe as well than it had been for a couple of years before he left. So I think he's done okay that way. Um, what I want, and I think from people, what people have said, and it's like Nick Odasco said, he's somebody who will do really well for the club. He, he, he commands respect and that's what you want because you want and whoever walks into that dressing room has to command respect and they have to lay the law down in many respects because it seems to me that it's been certainly for the last when Beal was there, there was too many old pals acts um, and too many people getting away with things, you know, um, un, the undroppables as we call them. And so they're going to have to, he's going to have to come in with a, a big backbone um, and basically a big stick and start beating people about the head with it. You know, it's my way or the highway. Pretty much, and I, I, that's what I want. I don't. I'm not not for one second for suggesting uh, it turns around and says half these players said, "Look, fuck off, because you're not good enough." Um, because that's not how I'd like to that we treat any Rangers player. But certainly, there's there's a lot of people within that dressing room and within the squad in general who are simply not good enough. And they're not good enough. They've been there too long, and they've gone. And they've crested and are now on on the wane professionally. Um, or, or there's some, some some who are there who are simply shouldn't have even been there in the first place because they're just they're just not at the standard required to be at the club and to perform at the level that we require. And I'm not just talking about um, ability wise. I'm talking about how they handle the pressure of playing for a big club like Rangers. Geo Blue Jay makes a great point here. Zeb Jacobs is the head of the academy. Um, the Belgian connection there. Um, <laughs> Claimant working with him would be a clever move and should hopefully mean they could work quickly to style of play. Now, where I think that's exciting for us, and we put it out in the podcast about young players that, okay, maybe not have started their careers at Rangers, but have made their way to Rangers and they're part of your academy now, and we're obviously coaching and improving those players. Claimant has a track record of putting youth players in um, if they're good enough. You only need to look at one of the boys who tore us apart for PSV, Noah Lang. He'd have handled his development. Um, so many players like that, you know, that he's got a handle on. You look at all the young talent that's came out of Belgium, which is their golden generation, um, as they've said, okay, they've underachieved. But, you know, in terms of the number one in the FIFA rankings at one point, so I don't know who they are. Um, so there obviously is something about that country uh, in terms of youth football and stuff like that. Philip Clement ticks the boxes for me, uh, and that's kind of where... And, but again, I'll put this point to you as well. So, you know, Paul says about the, the European market and, and him knowing it, Clement knowing it. Plus, side from Muscat, as he knows, the Asian market where we've never really tapped into. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's so many things that tick both of their boxes, isn't there? there you know, and that's why, if, if the rumours are, are, are led to believe, that's why the board is taking its time and, and making the right decision here. Um, whether or not we believe that this board's qualified enough to make that decision is another question. But, you know, the fact that we've got two 
high high caliber managers um both vying for the position it can only be a good thing like you have yeah like you've touched on philip clement knows the market the european market better and 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 obviously has this has this methodology of using young players which apparently is one of our our pillars of of you know the player trading model and all this here so you, you are trying to get someone who's going to come in and be able to develop young players and bring them through and be able to have a resale value and all that sort of stuff but for me what's, what's probably most important out of out of both of the managers is someone who can utilize this existing squad and get the best out of them because Scott, the problem is mate that, that no matter if we like it or not we cannot afford to someone to, to give a Cyril Desters away and go there you go big take your contract and away you go Sam Lammers there's your three or four year contract away you go Danilo he doesn't fancy us so away you go we can't afford to do that mate We've just spent, if, if the rumours are to believe, 13, 14, even 15 million on the three players. So we need someone to come in and get the best out of them. Would that be Kevin Muscat, potentially, with that, with that with that attitude he has? But, you know, again, you know, hopefully hopefully whoever it is can do the best by them because obviously they're going to want to put their own stamp on it. But right yeah. at the minute, I think as a club, we can afford to go out and spend another 10 or 15 million. And that's why, you know, and again, it's been said countless times, but that's why this decision probably more so than any of the last two, has to be got and has to be got right. Callum, the thing is as well, mate, is I don't want a project, right? Okay, but like it or no, that's what the Rangers management situation is now, right? Because you're going to have somebody coming in there that's going to phase one, as Gio says, is going to be, who can I get a tunity? Because they'll be the ones that stay around. The ones who I can't get a tunity, I'm going to need to do my best to move them on or pass that on to somebody who might be in upstairs at that point to get them moved on, something that Ross Wilson failed at majorly. It was moving players on when they should have been. Then phase one of that, again, a kind of evolution of that is who he identifies then as his, you know, in the new scouting way that we've done things, this data-led thing. I've not even got to pretend that I understand what that means because I don't, right? But it doesn't need to be done between now and next season. It doesn't need to be done, you know, it needs to be competitive, he needs to be able to go and beat Celtic. He needs to be able to go and win a trophy, which, by the way, whoever comes in is never going to have a better chance of winning a trophy within the first four, six, eight weeks. He'd be the manager of the club. That gets in the bag. You buy yourself a bit of time. You buy yourself a bit of trust as well. Coming up to a window, you also buy yourself a wee bargaining chip with the board. By the way, I've won this. Right? You get me X, Y, I can win that. Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the important part for this first four or five months our new manager. It has to be a kind of phase one approach and then kind of evolve from there. <laughs> All right. There's lots in there. So let me let me have a think. So the interesting thing, I think, if it, I'm going to kind of go on the assumption that it is Philip Clement because from what I'm reading, it seems to be he's the one in the driver's seat and he's the one that I'd like, so I'm going to talk as if it's him. It's very interesting that they've, they've picked a manager who has been quite vocal in his, um, I don't know what would you say, distaste for recruitment. So he's been he's said quite a few times that he doesn't actually like to get the players in himself. He doesn't like to speak to the agents. He relies quite heavily on a director of football, which we unfortunately don't fucking have. Um, so what I'm hoping is if the board can, you know, put two and two together, they're going to also partner in with a, a, a director of football. And I just think there was something in there that he said that I wanted to, I can't remember. Evolution. 
Aye. What was that? <laughs> Evolution. <laughs> Evolution. Or whatever that actually means in football terms nowadays. But I can tell you Rangers have just announced the Bonobaris is to start for Croatia. Great. Don't know why we wouldn't fucking know that, but... <laughs> I'm delighted for him. Well <laughs> and he's also, I think, up against Rudvan, is he not? Because it's Croatia-Turkey tonight, so is he not? Rudvan's been oh, put the Turkish... I don't know if he's starting. <clears throat> Rangers only announced it, so it probably means he hasn't. Otherwise, maybe Borna's in control of the... The social media account, don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe Bonner's maybe Bonner's starting for Turkey. You never know. He's always ahead of Edvan, isn't he? I was going. To, one thing I was, whatever manager comes, if they're if they're as good as what we're led to believe, they're going to have done their due diligence on the entire squad. They're going to know the players that they want to keep, that they think, like you said, they can get a tune out of, and the ones that they'll want to go. Hopefully, yeah. if like Sabona Barisic or even John Lundstrom is not going to sign a contract then they should be shipped on as quickly as possible. They shouldn't be part of a management plan. I, you know, and I get the short-term, long-term, short-term, long-term thing. But to me, why have a four a million pound left back in Red Van? I mean, you've got a guy who's 32 who still wants to go. You know, there's... I've seen, I've, sorry, Gio. No, I was just going to say that those are the areas for me that are vitally important because we've let, we've let in the past, like you said, Scott, a wee bit earlier, Ross Wilson let the likes of Alfredo Morelos go, let Ryan King go when we could have maximised the resale value on them. At least if those two players are going to walk out the door, they should walk out the door on our terms and we should get a wee bit of money back and try and reinvest that. Maybe that's what he needs, to, that, that small amount of money that he'll get from them can be utilised a wee bit better. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that they're not going to buy in. I know Paul said earlier, I'm not going to buy in or fall in love, if you like, with a, a new manager. I done that with Steven Gerrard and the breakup was tough. <laughs> still going through it. He's he's cardboard cut out is still facing the wall. Yeah, no but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 but the thing is you, you also then fell completely head over heels with uh, Gio because no. you put you put you put Gio's face on uh, Gerard's cardboard cut out and then and then you came to me after you met Michael Beale at the at the press <laughs> thing and you basically said I'm not only all aboard the Beale train. I'm the fucking driver. I think the man's. I think the man's fucking god. <laughs> ah, but he was a good salesman. Come on, give some credit there. He was a good salesman. He was a good salesman. He got fifteen million out of board that wouldn't he spend fuck all after Gerard won fifty five. <laughs> I think. I think he's. I, I don't think he's a fucking football manager. I think he's like. I think he's dead and brown in disguise. You know, and give me the money. Important point though, important point here. At least this time, it's two managers, and Mark Mitchell's bang on here. It's two managers yeah. with experience of winning titles. That's a massive step up from Michael Beale. One hundred percent a massive step up from Michael Beale. It's an we'll interesting point it. because I can Michael Beale can candidates where sorry. Oh, lost. Come on, lost. Uh, sorry, I can't believe that. I'm saying when Michael Beale came in, I actually can't remember who the candidates were. Who was who was even being touted other than Beale for the job? So it's nice to see an actual shortlist, even if some of those Bill, names in that Bill, shortlist Bill, are Billy Davis, uh, Philippe <laughs> uh, Clement, uh, Mick Evan Muscat. <laughs> <laughs> I just want us to get it right, and I'm kind of in the middle right now of take your time and make sure it's right. But also, it's only between two fucking candidates. Get a fucking move on. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know they'll pick the wrong fucking one this lot. Honestly, I, 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 <laughs> that's where I'm at at the moment. So, um, hopefully, I just, I just don't. I just, I'll, I'll be honest. With you, I, I'm going to nail my colours. Finally, to the fucking post here. I do not trust this board to get it right. I just don't. We've well, been helped with the Grimsness. But that well, supposedly, but as soon as hasn't come out and said anything. I've, no, but no, Ali said it the day, and when oh, Ali said it, yeah, and Ali said it. In that case, I, I sit corrected. <laughs> and when Ali says it, I kind of go, right, okay, it must be, because I'd imagine when Ali read that, the first thing he would do would say, Graham, are you helping <laughs> select a new manager? You're going to go to speed dial, magnificent bastard. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think if Ali says it, then I think we can take that as possibly... Well, the if, that, if, that's, if that is the case, if, 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 soon as, if soon as there's a hand in this... Then I trust the process an awful lot more, uh, but I think I'm Curry still very much what you've just said. Yeah, he says you cannot say that as we have two decent candidates. That's what I would say. This time we've not went with the lazy approach, and I was saying this mm -hmm. earlier. People going about a Rangers connection, right? And a Rangers connection isn't important, but if the best candidate does have a Rangers connection, I think it's a bonus, right? I, I was, I was, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't having a go at the fact that the candidates. I'm just, I just don't trust this board no, to get the process right. Yeah. And and that's and that's basically what I'm saying. If if these are two outstanding candidates, and they are two outstanding candidates because they have both won titles in their previous positions or at their current positions, that I, I quite agree with that. But it's just I've, you know, been burned. We've been burned, yeah. and I'm I'm just taking a big step back and going, okay. Let the process happen. See who we get in. I am not going all in like I did the last the last few managers. I'm just going to take a standoffish standoffish approach. Yeah, but the, the Rangers connection. There is a Rangers connection with Kevin Muscat because he played for mm. us and won a won a treble. But there isn't that much a Rangers connection that he's only in the reckoning because of the Rangers connection. Do you know what I mean? Like Michael Beale's yeah. only in the reckoning mm. for the job because of his connection to the club. He's yeah. no. That's no. That's not going to happen here, right? Philip Clement isn't he in the reckoning because he's connection to Rangers. He's no good one. He's there because of his body of work that he's performed as Paul yes. before. So that's the positive for me where the board's concerned is that they're casting the net a wee bit further, a wee bit wider and saying, who can we get? Who's the best candidate for the role? We know we're not going to go and attract the top level manager. We went and attracted a top level name in Steven Gerrard who'd never managed a match in his life. Gerrard got a bit of kudos for what he did at Rangers Went to Villa, didn't work out because it's a bam pot of a league. Jumps to Saudi Arabia where he's now earning probably more than he would ever earn. Um, you know, but it, that was slightly different. That was a different time. Rangers were desperate then. They needed something new. This time I feel as though we're in a far better position and it's where I agree with Callum. We're not sitting in a situation here where we're in dire straits. Yeah. We're sitting in a situation here where, yes, we're playing poorly, but getting a proper manager in there can arrest some of that and can hopefully put a bit of pride in the players, win a trophy, hopefully, and then kick on for the rest of the season and see what it takes us. I'm not going to say we're going to win the league, but you see what it takes you. Do you know what I mean? It might take you two or three victories against them where it actually counts, and then you can build again, and and the, and the, the confidence is up. That's what Gerard did. Never won the league that first year, but we beat mm. them. We played well against them time and time again. We dominated fixtures against them at times, and eventually Gerard got the better of them. So that's where we're at. I just hope and pray we can get the announcement soon. Needs to be soon, doesn't it? Yes, because I, when, I'd like a full week, mate, before Hibs. When, when is the Hibs game? Is it next Saturday? Sat next yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Right, so yeah. it's like 
realistically, mate, if, if they make the announcement at the weekend, it literally gives the new the new manager what four or five days to work with the with the players on the pitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some of them are probably on the likes of their. Some of them are on maybe a wee small break or something like that. There, we just don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But whoever, I think we, you know, if the, you know, the board have come for a hell of a lot of justified criticism. But hopefully, if they are taking their time and they're making the selection, they need to do it really, really soon. Because it's not. I don't think I'd be very fair then to expect a manager to come in and all, all of a sudden get a hard or get a get a result at away to Hibs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Sorry, I just. I'd- just saw that comment there from Stuart Keane. I think I do take your point about um, not knowing Scottish football, but you know, as much as obviously we say it all the time, we hate to say it, but Ange never knew fucking anything about Scottish football from Gerard. It's just, it's not that big a deal. I think he's going to come in like the players. When was the last time we signed a player that knew Scottish football? They'll come into the club, they'll be spoken to, they'll be met by, play, by, um, former players like Sunis, etc. And I just think it's almost a good thing that they don't know Scottish football because just the way it is just now and the way our club is, it, it's just a bit of a mess just now. So it'll be nice to have some outside eyes. You look at Beale, he, he knew Scottish football and that didn't go too well. So I, as much as I've been hurt in the past, I am firmly nailing my colours to the mast. I'm getting overexcited. I'm ready for Clement. I'm just send send on the big ball Belgian. Is that what you're saying? I've actually the send on the big ball Belgian. I've been a fan of him since he signed for Beer Shot in Belgium as a player in nineteen ninety two. Do you know? So I'm I am i am just I'm just ready for it. <laughs> you're not even fucking born then. <laughs> Callum's all aboard the 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 Philip Clement bus. Paul sees Philip Clement, he's the answer. I'm leaning towards him. Okay, dokey. That's as far as we're going to push policies down that road. Gio, Philip Clement is the answer. I think so, mate. I think so. Just just like the guys have said earlier, just from his, his, his record of winning and his knowledge of European League and, and things like that there, I mean, he has to be he has to be sort of the, the educated man's choice. Flemish has always been my second my second language, so I am all aboard. Again, that's just infection, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start. <laughs> well, you know, big well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we'll wrap it up there because I know there's a football match on tonight that some people will also like to go and watch. So, my thanks to Paul at Seas for joining us this evening. Always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Hi, always a bit of pleasure to be here. And thank you very much for having me and for everybody who joining in in chat and. Uh, Subscribing and liking. Do it now or they'll kill you. <laughs> and Fiona will be around your door. <laughs> oh, you don't want that. that that's worse than my dungeon. <laughs> um, Gio, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Even on your phone, computer, doesn't matter. Um, always great to catch up with you. I know. Good to see you, mate. And, and, and again, we've said it many, millions of times, mate, but cracking time at the wedding. Brilliant to see everybody in the flesh again. And uh, yeah, mate, good to be back. Let's uh, let's get ready for the big bald Belgian. The big bald Belgian bastard, Callum. <laughs> Callum, get to see you, mate. No seeing you in ages. Obviously, chat quite a lot on the on the pod chat, but good to see you back, mate, on the podcast. 
Yeah, mate, it was good. I was on an early this morning, so I started at four. So when I saw your message, I thought, oh, I don't know if I'll be up for it. But then I, I saw you go live and I thought, a bit of fear of missing out. You know, I thought, I have to get back on and speak about this bald, magnificent bastard. <laughs> and it was lovely doing so. The policies, do you know this person? Oh, in degree. <laughs> yeah. It's always for the job, just like the old days. Hi. <laughs> No, I've been coached by they two. No, <laughs> out now. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, Geo, Flemish is obviously quite close to being Dutch, isn't it? It's quite, quite, quite similar. So, welcome. That's what we're saying to the big welcome. ball Belgian. Welcome. There you go. That's we are the people in Belgium. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, thanks to everybody else for tuning in. Always good to see everybody on a Thursday night, which is. For Battlefield Night, that's correct. That is spot on. You need to sort that. Don't forget to get your wee cutout, the, the big cutout that Fred's made for you. Get that up as well soon. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we want that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, you're being replaced, my friend. Oh, hang on. The wee version's here. Wait, we'll get you the wee version. Hang on. All right. Paul, Paul, give him a wee lead into what it is, mate. Oh, mate, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, that's uh, that's Scott dressed as Bo Peep from Toy Story on his stag do in Amsterdam. Oh, and there's the, the life-size version that was used at Scott's wedding. Oh, there was, yeah, there was there was a life-size version at his wedding as well. People got the photographs taken with. I think we got one, didn't we? Didn't they, mate? We didn't they? Look, I even I've got, I've even got a sheep. <laughs> it's the it's the. It's the it's the tights that are disturbing. Do you know what I mean? They, they, well, they should. And you've got a leg like me, you know. Well, 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 three of them. That's what it looked like in Amsterdam. <laughs> well, thanks very much for that. And on that note, hashtag the battle on. <laughs> when I was a young boy, my father said to me, "Put this scarf around your neck." can sing the blues with me and now i am much older there's a place i want to be it's red faucet is beautiful it's deeped in history and i know what i'll find when the place comes alive i got that Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.